All right. Our topic is Our topic is Our topic is last week Our topic is what did you talk about last week? In particular, last week you talked about about what? Lambs. What did you learn about lambs and Passover? And? And then you, and you don't boil it because that takes too long. Alright. Y'all got that? Yeah. Or if you share it, or you can share it with your neighbor, and if you don't finish it, you don't finish it. Be finished. So we are actually talking about Passover tradition. Passover is a meal that you eat, a Passover meal. And the best way to think about a Passover meal is what do you do for Christmas? What do you do for Christmas? What do we have for lunch? And lamb. We eat lamb. We eat lamb. All right got nothing to do with this, but we eat lamb. So, what we're talking about is a meal. Only, the thing about this meal is where did the whole idea come from? Where did the idea... Egypt. They were huh? trapped in Egypt and they left. And it was Passover because the death angel passed over them. Right. They, we had a death angel. And he was a pretty powerful fella. He killed every firstborn human, every firstborn lamb, every firstborn horse, every firstborn everything in the whole land of Egypt by himself in one night. I would not mess with this guy. Right? <laughs> He's a dangerous angel. And the angel comes and he passes over your house what? If you got to have lamb's blood, and you put it on the door. You put it on the side of the door, and over the top, and down the side, and you take hyssop, right? What's hyssop? Hyssop is just a little plant. It's like a little bush. And you pick it, and it's only like maybe six, well, maybe a foot high. And you take a hyssop branch, and when you kill a lamb, you hold him, you slit his throat, and you put a bowl there, 
so he bleeds into the bowl and you get the lamb's blood. And you take a hyssop and you sprinkle it all around the doorpost, so it's all around. And the death angel passes over. And so what God said, and the Passover meal didn't come from Egypt, came from God. God's the one that said, I want you to eat this meal every day. And this is God's idea to have a holiday every year and call it Passover. So God made up the idea of holidays. You think you did. <laughs> or your parents or your grandparents or somebody. No, it was God's idea that there should be holidays. He wants there to be a day for you to stop and do what? Rest. Okay, but more than that, pray, sort of. Why does God give you a holiday like Passover? And you have to remember, you have to use your brain. So what does God want you to do on a holiday? Think. Think. There we go. Think. God says, I don't want just you to lay around the house. I'm eight and I'm laying around the house. And then I'm, you know, he says, I want you thinking. I want your brain engaged for, particularly for Passover meal. And so for thousands of years, ever since Egypt, now there was times when they didn't do it. There's times when they just, ah, we don't care what happened. They forgot about it. Then pretty soon somebody come along and he'd say, I think we got to get this started again. Josiah was a king, just a young boy, eight years old, became king, and he got Passover going again because they forgot about it. Um, uh, Joshua got Passover going again. Because they forgot about it. And through history, Nehemiah is another one. So let's get Passover going. So it was God's idea. And the reason was that you will think. And we think about the death angel. But E-G-Y-P-T. It occurred in Egypt. And so we're going to go over today part of the meal. What the meal means. All right, And so it's all about questions. Right. Passover meal has questions. Because God said, I don't want people sitting there like a bump on a log. And I'm thinking, no you're not. I'm going to ask you questions and you've got to have the answers. And so in a Passover meal, the pr primary point is we're going to ask you questions. And so the father, usually the father, or the leader, whoever was there, all right, now we talked about this, what, was it two weeks ago, when we talked about Jesus serving Passover, and he was the leader, all right, and so who asked the questions? Jesus, Jesus all right, usually it would be the father of a household, or the leader somehow, if it wasn't the father, somebody who was the leader. And they had questions to ask. And generally, if you were the oldest son, who's the oldest son here? There are many sons here. The oldest son, he'd have to answer all the questions. He would be expected to have the answers. So the father would put the questions to him. All right, and then he'd have to answer. And of course, by doing that, what? Everybody learns, right?
So what do we eat in a Passover meal? All right, one of the, what? Bitter herbs. It's called bitter herbs. Yeah, uh, usually it was lettuce, and you could dip it in vinegar, or you could dip it in salt water, and it had the same effect. But you dip it. Also included in bitter herbs was radishes. So radish would be a part of that too, particularly in Jesus' time. Now, the rules flexed and changed as time went on. If you went to a Passover dinner today at some Jewish person's house, if you were allowed to do that, you might find it be different than the way Jesus did it. And so over the years, things change and so on. And the primary change is because what? Who can guess? Well, if you, you're supposed to have your lamb killed at the temple. There is no temple, all right? That's why everybody comes by the thousands to Jerusalem. So you can go to the temple, kill a lamb there, collect the blood, and the priest looks it over, makes sure it's perfect, right? And then, but see, there's no temple. So it's a little different, of course, than what it was meant to be. But God set it up. And so uh, we're going to look at bitter herbs and what was the reason for it. Exodus chapter 1. Okay, this is why bitter herbs are part of Passover meal, starting at verse uh, 13. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve with rigor. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field, all their service wherein they made them serve. What's rigor? What's rigor? Yeah, you work hard. You work hard. All right. When I used to work on my uncle's farm, he'd be putting up hay and he'd holler up, "Hey, what? Can't you go any faster? A little faster if you can stand it," he'd say. So that's rigor. Work harder. Work harder. And so these. Egyptians were building, or not the Egyptians, the Israelites were slaves. They were building cities. They'd build a whole city. They'd build palaces. They'd build uh, big things that the Egyptians built. They actually built a lot of them by the Israelites. Work hard, work hard. And it got so, you know, when Moses says, let my people go, and Pharaoh said, huh, that's what you think. And so they took away their uh, straw. Now when you're making uh, concrete, like they used to do, you took 
stone dust and mix it up and you put straw in it and that made it easier to handle because it kind of stick together with straw. So they took the straw away. Well, it's hard to do that. Well, they said, we don't care how hard it is. Work harder. You don't like it. And so these people were working until that's all they did. And they cry out to God, help. And so the bitter herbs is to remind them of bondage that was bitter. All right? It was a bitter, hard work. And they were under that slavery in Egypt. And so we eat during Passover meal uh, these what we call bitter herbs, lettuce dipped in vinegar, dipped in salt water, or put in a radish with it. And something that doesn't taste sweet, it tastes bitter. It's to remind you that uh, you were once in a bitter bondage of slavery. Now, so we have lamb for the dinner. We have bitter herbs for the dinner. Number two, what else we got? Unleavened bread. Number three. All right, let's look that one up. This time we're going to Exodus 12. And this is actually the instructions that God gives to them on how to have this dinner. What do you do? How do you have this dinner? Here's some instructions. So in chapter 12 of Exodus, start at verse 18. In the first month, on the 14th day of the month, at, at even, ye shall eat unleavened bread until, uh, until the 1 and 20th day of the month. Seven days shall there be no other found in your houses, for whosoever eateth that which, which is leavened in that soul shall be cut from the congregation of Israel, whether he be a stranger or born in the land. Ye shall eat nothing leavened in all your habitations, shall ye eat. And so there's a feast that comes as part of Passover. Passover kind of begins it called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And you have unleavened bread for two reasons. Right, now, why did they first have it when they came out of Egypt? Right. You had two things. Lamb was roasted over fire, right? Lamb was roasted over fire. And then the bread was unleavened, so there's no yeast in the bread. Because if you put yeast in, you gotta wait, and it rises up, and you punch it, and it goes down, and it rises up again. It takes time. And they're gonna make bread, you don't got time. We're getting out. We're going. So get your act together, hurry up, roast that lamb, and make your bread without leaven. So there's two reasons. Now, what reason is it here? First reason was to hurry. Well, what's this reason? You can't eat anything for 21 days. It's three weeks. You can't eat anything leavened. What is leaven? Yeast. What is yeast? Bacteria that does what? It spoils. It turns rotten. Right? And when it turns rotten and it spoils, it lets off gas 
the gas makes bubbles come in your bread and it looks like that. Right? And so it's actually something that spoils, turns bad. And so they said leaven is a sign of something bad, something rotten. And so we don't want you to eat it for three weeks. And at Passover, make sure there's no leaven in your bread. All right, so it wasn't only just a hurry, all right? It was a hurry up idea back in Egypt. But leaven represents something that is, you would have in you that turns bad. And Gideon said, leaven is a sign of sin. That's right. It's something in us that's contagious. We get it in us and it, and it makes us sick, makes us wrong, bad. So he says that's not, we don't eat leaven. So we got uh, three things in the meal. We got lamb, number one, number two, bitter herbs, number three, unleavened bread. Now what do we do with the bread? Anybody know? You've seen unleavened bread? Yeah, it's like, it's like a cracker. Uh, it looks like a cracker. Uh, it's a little, maybe not as hard as a cracker, but it can be. Um, and so, just imagine now, you've got a hunk of this unleavened bread. Let's get a look here, what it looks like. All right. We'll just imagine in our mind. So here's the... There's a hunk of unleavened bread. And you're going to eat the Passover meal. And you're going to divide it. There and there. Okay. This middle piece, the middle piece, you break in half. And so you got half of this middle piece and you wrap it in a cloth. And you get it all wrapped up in the cloth. And then you set it aside. Right. You set it aside, set that thing. And you don't touch it till the, the very last part of the meal. Okay? So you got this wrapped in cloth. Does that give you any ideas? You remember? Yeah? Um, they hide it in the house. Right? right. And then they find it later. Yeah. And it represents Jesus being hidden in the tomb for three days. Right. Right. Those three pieces is like the three, like God the Father, God the Son, and God right. the Holy Spirit. And then the middle piece is split in half to represent body and well, body broken, right? So there's his son. Now, when the Jews are doing that, they're not thinking that. <laughs> what we just said, they're not thinking that. But this is the habit that developed, and so that's what you would do. So you're going to eat Passover meal. There's one more thing that's missing. Anybody know? Yeah. Yeah. It's wine. Uh, and they call it the cup. Only there's four of them. There's four times. And so, as your meal begins, 
we're going to start with a cup. All right. So the first cup is you're going to give thanks to God for wine and for the day in particular. And this is what you do at your meals, right? If you sit down at Christmas dinner and you say grace first, I hope, I hope you say grace first. So you start a meal that way. This is what they're doing. They get a cup, all right, and they put the wine in it. And they say, first of all, before we start, we thank God that there's such a thing as wine. God made wine for people to enjoy. Now, you're thinking in your mind, yeah, they all drink wine all night and get drunk, right? And then what happens in Passover? Because the wine is mixed with water, a lot of water. And so it's more like grape juice. Okay, it tastes more like grape juice. It's not wine that gets people drunk. But they're thankful for it because it represents prosperity to them. So they say, thank you, God, for wine, and thank you for this day that we celebrate Passover, in particular, that I'm alive to do it. So that's the first beginning. Okay, all right, so now we go a little farther. Everybody drinks that cup, and there's a second cup. So we start with the second cup of wine. Remember, it's mostly water, a lot of water in it. Right, and that, we're gonna sing. So let's sing. So we're gonna sing. What are they gonna sing? Well, let's take a look at Psalms number 113. Psalm number 113. So this is a song you would sing at the table. When you bring the second cup out, okay, what are we going to do? We're happy. We're going to sing it. So let's start reading it. Read right through it. Praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Who humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth. He raises up the poor out of the dust, and liveth the needy out of the dunghill. He may set him with princes, even with the princes of his family. He maketh the barren woman to keep house, and to be a joyful mother of children. Praise the Lord. So you're thanking God for your family. You're thanking God for taking care of us, from watching over us from day after day. And that's one you would sing. Now the other one you'd sing is over 118. So these are the two psalms you sing at a table when you have Passover meal. Jesus would have sung these psalms. I want you to start at verse 22. The stone which the builders refused to become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, which is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I beseech you, O Lord, O Lord, and 
So what do you think the stone that the builders rejected is? Jesus, why? Everybody hates him. We just had that this morning, right? They didn't want him in their, in their religions to get him out. But God said, that's the cornerstone of my building. I'm going to make my building. He's, in, he's the cornerstone. And so this is talking about Jesus. And it says, tie him with horns, bind the sacrifice with cords to the horns of the altar. What do you think that's a symbol of? Jesus on a cross. Right? He's tied. They actually did tie him to the cross first and then nailed him. They tied people to the cross with ropes and they nailed them. So this is they're actually thinking into the future about what will actually be. Right, so that's the second cup and you sing. So during the meal you sing. Then you start to eat with the third cup. And uh, they may have, and this was what they did in Jesus' time. They may not do this anymore, but they did in Jesus' time. So what you do is you take uh, two hunks of bread, and you're going to put a little bit of lamb in there, a little bit of lettuce dipped in vinegar or salt water, whatever you got. You're also going to put a radish in there, and it's like a little sandwich. And when Jesus served Passover, he makes one of these sandwiches, a piece of lamb, a bitter thing, with a radish, and it's got two sides. He dips it in the vinegar, probably. He gives it to who? Who? Judas. Gives it to Judas Iscariot. It was a thing that you did if you had a guest you wanted to honor. But why did he give it to Judas? Why did he give it to Judas? He wants him not to go do what he's about to do. He'd like to convince him. Look, I'll treat you like a guest of honor. Don't betray me. Of course, it didn't work, right? He went out and did it anyway. But that was the idea of a sop. So now you're eating the meat, and as you say, here's some lamb, you got a question. Father says, why do we eat lamb? Why do we eat lamb? Because back in Egypt, we ate lamb. The death angel passed over us because we had the blood on the door. And then he'd say, here, here's the lettuce for your meal. Why do we eat lettuce? Well, it's the idea of bitter bondage, teeth bitter. And your slavery in Egypt was bitter. And you couldn't wait to get out of there. Right? So why do you, and then why do you eat leavened bread? Hurry up and get out. That's the idea. Hurry up and get out. 
you're in bondage, you're in slavery. Of course, you're in sin. This is the same thing, all right? And he says, we want you out of there, so make it fast. You're going to break away from slavery. You're going to break away from sin. Hurry it up. And so there would be questions that you ask, all right? And so the third cup comes along, and you start to eat your meal, all right? You're eating the meal. And, and then you get to the fourth cup, which is the last one. You got the fourth cup is the last one. So at the end of the meal, you've eaten your meal, now you take a cup. And you're going to say this is a cup of blessing. We're going to ask God to bless everybody in the room. Thank God. Bless. Ask God's blessing. And so they call it the cup of blessing. Now, so we got two things that haven't happened yet. Number one, there's still that piece hidden in the cloth. And number two, you started the fourth cup, but you haven't drank it yet. And so... Jesus says, here, let's eat this last piece. And what does he say? What does he say? This is my body. This is my body broken for you. So he changed the meaning. Actually, he didn't. Actually, he just kind of reinforced it, okay? And he turned it onto himself. So, so he takes the last hunk of bread in the hidden cloth, brings it out, they're going to finish the meal with a, with a little bit of that cracker and the cup. So he says, this is my body broken for you. Just do remember. And he takes the last cup, which normally would be a cup of blessing. You ask God's blessing, what does he say? This is my blood. The new covenant shed for you. So during the meal, you got the lamb, which reminds us, of course, of Jesus. But the lamb for Passover represented passing over of the death angel because of the lamb's blood on the doors. So that passes over. So you sit down to the Passover meal. First thing, do what? Say grace. Thank God. All right. Next thing, let's sing. I like that idea. It's a good idea. We should sing, thank God, use this special song, especially these ones, talk about him. And then we start to eat our meal, and they hand you bitter herbs, and you say, What? What's it for? The bitterness of bondage. And what's to give you a hunk of Unleavened bread, what's that for? Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. That's what it's for. Hurry up, we got to get out of bondage and slavery. We're going to do it. So there would be a series of questions. And there's actually ten steps. You know, you start with this cup and then you may have some bitter herbs and and you sing, and then actually one of the steps was that you wash. 
Jesus did a little different. What did he do? He got up and he thought he was probably going to get another cup full, mix it with, but he comes back with a towel on around his waist and he starts washing their feet. That would be a very big part of Passover. And he would wash their feet, right? Probably that was to take place, you know, during the meal where they would wash their hands. And what they would do is they'd bring a bowl of water and you'd wash like this. You wash down to your elbow, and the other hand down to your elbow. Then you turn your hands like this, and you wash from your elbow down to the end of your hand. So if there's any dirt, you know, get it all loose, turn it this way, wash it down, it drips off the end, now there's no dirt on you. Same way, you wash down to the elbow, turn around, wash back, everything drips off, now you're clean. You can eat, all right? Which is a symbol of what can wash away my sin? Nothing Jesus. but the blood of Jesus. It's a symbol of that, right? So that would be another thing, one of the steps. So you'd start to eat, make sure that every question is asked. What's this cup for? Giving thanks, this one for singing, this one for blessing, this one for the meal, and a cup of blessing. And so you had to answer questions. God wanted you to think when you were thinking about what? About how bitter and bad it was before God came and brought us out into freedom. Freedom. And that's what they looked at. And that's why these people in Jesus' time ate laying down. Right? Most of the time we don't eat laying down, right? Kind of uncomfortable <laughs> eat laying down. Although, how many of you have eaten laying down? That's it. Don't be afraid. Yeah, sometimes you lay down in the cows and you're shoving something into your mouth. Uh, and they ate always like... On their side, they're with their right hand here, like that, on the couch. They didn't have backs on their chairs. They had these just flat couches, no backs. And so they'd be a table like this. There'd be a couch up here, and a couch here, and a couch here. And they'd lay out on these couches, all right? And there's one spot there for Jesus, because he's in charge. Who sits next to him on this side? John is on this side. Who's over here? Judas. Judas is given a place at the table of honor sitting next to Jesus. Every attempt is made to change his mind. <coughs> change his opinion, but he won't. Okay, so a Passover meal is meant to think. Yeah, every part of it has something purpose. So you guys are going to have one, right? Yeah, that's what they told us. Yeah, you're going to have one up here, and you're going to have to answer questions.
<laughs> you know the answers. Unleavened bread, why? Hurry up. Hurry up, two reasons. What's the other reason? Represents rotting. So rotting. Bad things inside of us. Bitter herbs. The bitter bondage from Egypt. Some bad things. Right, lamb. Passover from the death angel. Death angel passed over. Perfect lamb. Jesus. Of course, picture of Jesus. And all through this, the picture of Jesus. So the Jews are eating this for years and years. And Jesus, of course, is the most famous Passover meal of all, the most, most famous meal ever was when Jesus sat down and served Passover to his disciples. So when your first thing you think, what am I going to do? Answer question. You're here to think. All right, God still wants you to think. You answer your questions of who's ever leading the meal will ask the questions, and you better have the answers. Okay? Got it? You ready for next week? Passover? You like lamb? You like vinegar on your lettuce? <laughs> we're going to have lamb for Easter. We're going to have what? I'm gonna, I think we're having lamb for Easter. Yeah. Lamb is good. I never had it before. Never had it? Tastes good. Tastes good. <laughs> yeah, well. Okay. So what's the purpose of Passover? To think about think what happened. Remember what happened. That's why Jesus used it to create communion. Why? Because you're supposed to think. Remember. Think. Use your brain for something besides a hat. Okay.